Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to the Nightcap. It's Wednesday the 26th of July. Myself and Paul, as always, upstairs at Salt, having a coffee and a catch-up. How's it going, mate? Not Still bad. I feel like I'm catching you like mid, sort of like the most chaotic period of your year. And it's like every, it is, every yeah. 20 minutes you've got a new thing going on. And I had someone bothering me, for, I can't remember what it was, or I won't say who it was anyway, bothering me something the other day, annoying me. I said, like, look, you know how busy I am, I will do this. Well, not on a time frame, but... So this is probably the busiest week of yeah. my year yeah, yeah, and yeah. and month as well. Because I'm like, every moment I get on, you know, kids are in bed last night, I was writing recipes for the book and going over and double checking other recipes. And oh, then man. I'm in it back and forward from London. So it's our first soft openings tomorrow. Yeah. Team are down there. They're doing most of the exciting. man hours and stuff mm-hmm. and like the actual work work. But um, yeah, so I'm back down there later tonight. Yeah. Soft openings Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we open... Does properly the, on the Tuesday. Does the excitement almost get pushed aside at this point because it's so hectic? And even though things go well, like it's always going to be hectic opening a restaurant, isn't it? Even if things are... Yeah, it always up. is because yeah. things always come to last minute. Yeah. It, even like when we're doing the refurb here, you, as well as you plan it, things just always come to last minute rush. Yeah. So... Um, part, part of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Yeah, the excitement is kind of there and kind of not. It's like, you know, because there's so many other things and then problems come at you. And like, (laughs) like I went down at the weekend to do a cook-off with the team and we had no gas. So we couldn't. Yeah, that is just devastating. Was that that just specific to Grassfed or was that... Yeah, yeah, it was a connection thing with the extraction and something hadn't been done that said it had been done. And yeah, yeah, not to throw anyone under the bus, but yeah, it was was a fucking nightmare. So we had to like use a different kitchen in the market, like my business partner's kitchen. Thank um, God they had that. Yeah, just to do a little bit of the menu so we could do something. Because I'd planned like Saturday, Sunday, I'll be down there all day and we'll go through it all. Yeah. Um, written it off and it was like the whole team were in kitchen was in kitchen was there we couldn't use it couldn't because oh, extraction wasn't working we couldn't get the the coal fire on or anything so yeah so frustrating this beautiful barbecue that's been hand built for us to the designer <laughs> it wanted stunning, that did. I yeah it looked amazing at least it stayed nice and clean while I was down yeah, there yeah, yeah that's true um, but this is what you know soft launches that's why you you know because exactly. last minute problems and finding your feet that's why soft launches are a good idea yeah exactly and important get feedback from people yeah. in a way but like if there's any 
issues. It's not like normal guests are complaining. It's mm. like, you know, we're giving you a free meal for that reason. No, that of course. Yeah, well, you very kindly invited me to down and we're going on Saturdays. Next week we can talk about it. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, yeah good. Go good yeah. Bits yeah, hope you enjoy it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk next week. Do you know what? Let's park it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Uh, coming up on the podcast today, we're going to do top fives as always. Got a bit of correspondence. Uh, some comments on Marcus Waring's hot takes on pizzas. Uh, first, I wanted to touch on an article that was in the headlines this week about minimum spend in restaurants. So this came to light through um, Alex Dilling's sort of stance on yeah. Café Royale, the two-star place in London. Yeah, and I think they got done over a bit as mm. well. Because um, of how it was worded. Yeah, it, it didn't do them much justice. Sure. So we were talking about it here. Yeah. J- Jack had mentioned it to me. And... So, oh, okay. And it was, it was what I think what this, these people or this um, website had said was that it was, I think, a minimum of £330. Yeah. It said, uh, for those dining alone, the new minimum spend means solo visitors could be charged a minimum of £330 to visit the restaurant due to volume of requests of the requests they received. Yeah. And then so when you looked on their, yeah, when you looked on their Instagram at the time, it, it was more like this is what's happening. Mm. I think when you looked on the website, again, that could, yeah, you can be very easily missed. It was quite sort of an outlandish sort of headline. Yeah, um, yeah, we were talking about. It. I remember just saying, well, you know, it's it's their business; they can do what they want, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah, yeah. But then they've come out to sort of clarify, mm-hmm. and I think it's quite a fair stance personally yeah, yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, I think so. Um, so just to go through, if you've not sort of heard about this, the, the sort of first part of this article was about how they were having to put up their prices quite quite significantly, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So that five course tasting menus gone from £125 per person to £175. Um, and the seven course menu has gone from one six five to one nine five. Yeah, which um, isn't extreme for London. It's no, like you I know, it's Mayfair, yeah. and you know, oh yeah, Alex, it's a two star place. I ate Alex Dillon's food at Ascot, and it was the food from the menu, and it's like it's luxury ingredients. That's what he did. There's truffle. There's mm. you know, there's, there's caviar. There's like the best chicken. Oh, the best. It's Any gold expensive. Leaf. Any gold leaf. Um, I think I think there was yeah yeah there was on the pudding yeah <laughs> had to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's expensive stuff mm. so considering that I think the price point is is okay sure. you know? but then you've got to look at it he's an eleven table restaurant that's what we are right mm-hmm. we're we're not as high cost and the menu is cheaper but the economics are still the same if we had seven or eight one, single diners yeah I've lost so many covers like tables of four and two i've lost mm-hmm. you know like say i have seven and i have the rest of twos or fours i've lost like 15 diners potentially yeah. Yeah, yeah, then if your average spends 140 pound a head mm. for argument's sake then you know times that by 15 oh, yeah. it's a huge loss huge. we obviously don't do that many single diners but him you know, big getting his two stars and the kind yeah, of food well, he's doing. He gets, gets this must be a reaction to an issue, a problem yeah. that they are having a lot of a lot of them. That must be the case. Otherwise, they wouldn't yeah, have put must this in be. place. Maybe I don't yeah, know. and I think it's important to stress that they are still allowing them. But if it yeah. gets up to a certain point, but if you're they're communicating with the customers, if you communicate with the customers and tell them, then there's no yeah. reason to moan. I think it's fair enough. Yeah, they'd go bust if they're just full of single diners. It's that simple. Absolutely. So for a bit of clarity on it, this is sort of the statement around the solo dining experience. So 
They said, we wholly welcome solo diners and have 11 tables in total in the restaurant. Presently, we have one or two tables per service available to solo diners on a first-come, first-served basis. From the 17th of August, this will increase to three to four when we extend our opening hours. Yeah. But if the demand for solo dining exceeds our allocation, we may request a discretionary minimum spend of two times the price of the menu. I so it's basically if they enough. get too many. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Because if you're trying to book, there's already enough and then this yeah. is this is it. Okay. It happened, this isn't new. I remember years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, is this happening at other places, especially in London? Or yeah, I... Just getting the coverage because he's a two-star would have been 2007 when the first time I went to New York, staged at WD50 and wanted, really wanted to eat it per se. Uh, phoned them up and they were like, we don't have any single tables left. We can't take any single diners. Um, and then I spoke about it and they were like, you know, we only have twos mm-hmm. and fours and things like that. Um, and it, I think, again, it would have been a double charge then. And I totally accepted it because they were full yep. and I was on the waiting list. I didn't get anything. But I was, I was disappointed for the fact that I just couldn't eat there yeah, at sure. that time. I was fortunate enough to go back a few years later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I accepted it of like, okay, that's their rules. Yep. That's, yep. you know, they're, they're in Columbus Circle in New York and they've got the most amazing spaces between tables, which doesn't happen in New York. And it costs them a fortune. So... It's fair enough. Yeah, no, I think so. It goes back to the thing we've said before about prices in general or stance on vegetarian or vegan um, mm. requirements, that it's your restaurant, it's your... And yes. there's so much choice. Again, it's if they were the only restaurant in town and you couldn't eat... like. Yeah, but it's not that. So it's yeah. hard to, you know, it's their business. They can do what they want and you're not obliged to go. And everyone so. does it to a certain level. Everyone's booking systems online work to yeah. a way of that's a four and yeah. you won't, you might let it sell on the system for a three. Mm-hmm. You're not going to let it sell for a one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, or a two, like on a Saturday, if I've got a four left um, or there's a four cancelled within the time, I'm not letting that sell for a two. Mm. Unless it's yeah. it gets to the Saturday, and I'm like, well, we'll take what comes in, and we'll let yeah, it go sure. for a two. But that's you know, fair. like our round table that's a four in the window, the rest is most of the rest are flexible. But that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not letting that go for a four. Yeah, on a, yeah. sorry for less than a four less on a Saturday four. night. Yeah, fair. Until last minute, so it's you know, it's the same philosophy really. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Is it? Lastly, do you think it's like a case of? No such thing as bad publicity. Like, obviously, this got loads of coverage and was in several tabloid newspapers this week because of the profile of a two-star place and the minimum spend. And yeah, I think I think I think it's I think that's all good publicity for yeah, them in a sense. Yeah, probably. yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially, again, if people actually read it, they will realise that you can. Yeah, um, exactly. And then his statement coming out after. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, and he did have. <laughs> there was a bit of a dig in there of how like the reporter who went. Um, They'd spent lots of money with this company and, you know, reservations and things like that. Um, And then the reporter who went and wrote on it asked several times for a discount and they wouldn't give it. So, yeah. So it's felt quite personal. Yeah, it does. It does massively. Although, actually, I was thinking maybe there is a thing of, you know, single diners. Is that on the rise? You've you've mentioned several times how you love going and dining alone. Yeah, I love it. I love so it, maybe, especially a bar and stuff like that. Yeah, no. Maybe it's on the rise. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> People so. People are enjoying it. They just want to get away from everyone and sit by themselves out oh, and have a meal. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be trying to get in there, <laughs> but not for double fee. Yeah, fair, man. Um, 
So also in the sort of, I guess in the food world in the last couple of weeks, uh, Marcus Waring appeared on the Top Jaw account uh, with Jesse interviewing. You may have seen this on like TikTok and Instagram where uh, Jesse sort of stands there with a the microphone and interviews people about yeah London very people London centric stuff yeah favorite your restaurant. favorite coffee shop your favorite, favorite this yeah, yeah, you, yeah no self names is yeah. what he says isn't yeah it? exactly <laughs> so as soon as they asked Marcus Waring the first thing he said was his own restaurant yeah no self na- no self publicity and his favorite bakery was one in the same hotel <laughs> Cedric Rollet which is yeah. fantastic but and his favorite Sunday roast was his house <laughs> which you can't even dine at mate it's yeah like, come on give us a is that an invite yeah, yeah yeah but he didn't he didn't disappoint because there was something controversial in there so um the normal stuff he said his favorite restaurant in london he said was uh bibendum yeah Bosies, which is yeah nice. solid he said a lot of the like favorite coffee shop favorite were like local places to him in wimbledon so like small little independent places then most overrated place in london you will absolutely agree with this yeah can you guess what it is? I can't remember. You will, you will oh, be. Well, we talked about it. Before. Most overrated. Yeah, straight away. And he did the impression. Oh God, yeah, um, Nuzrat. Yeah, yeah, Salt yeah, Bay. Yeah, Salt Bay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, interestingly, he said that he'd eaten at the one in Turkey. Yeah. And he said the quality was better, but also the price was correct. Yeah, because that's the his original. One, he says it's a joke. Originally opened before he got famous, I imagine, yeah. and it's is what it is, kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, but now, yeah, we all know. And I love the fact that <laughs> I don't think he'll be there much longer anyway. That, no, I don't think so. I've heard that it's struggling. And of course it is because it's ridiculously priced. And it, that sort of fame has died off. Do you know what? I think it all changed when he tried to, um, was it the World Cup final? Oh, God, that was disgusting. Yeah. I had a bit sick in my mouth, yeah. yeah Trying awful. to get a photo of Messi. It's like, this isn't your Fuck day. Off, this is Salt not your Bay day. doing at the World Cup final. The pitch, get off. Yeah. Pitch, what, are what are you doing there? What are you doing here? Yeah. Um, There's yeah. not many people that should be involved with that and you were <laughs> definitely one of them that shouldn't. Yeah, just behind him was John Terry. Just yeah. Just <laughs> get involved. Uh, but, I, I think that the world started turning on him then. It's like fame gets to a point and it tips over the edge and you start coming back down the hill. Yeah, I think... I've, but they, everyone was late because the whole industry was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, baiting. Yeah. And then, bait, soul baiting for his breath. Yeah, we all... We'd all Blood. turned on him and been like, oh, shut up. And then <laughs> finally, pop, population caught up with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's still overrated, even though it's shit yeah. but and it's yeah. generally considered in London shit yeah. but that's still overrated and I, I think it actually says a lot because I feel like and this is a bit of a guess but because of how big Marcus is now mm. I've always seen him you know he's quite um, he's quite poker face I'd say yeah and he's quite media smart especially because he's worked in the BBC environment where I feel you can be less potentially yeah. less candid I don't know yeah. for sure but the fact he was willing to just be like salt bay yeah I think that says a lot that Marcus Waring was yeah. Very comfortable in being like, yes, Hot Bay's overrated. Yeah. Not, he was like, not for me, straight away. Yeah. Like, not for me. No, fully uh, agree. Best burger in London, where did he say? Oh, did he... Uh, oh, what was it? We've, we've talked about it a lot. We have. It not the burger. We've not had the burger, I don't think. We've been have there. we not? Both been there. Oh, was it Fallow? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've not had that burger, but no, I've heard it's very good. Yeah. 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 yeah so we said Fallow. Um, and then, I guess the most controversial bit is uh, they always ask, where's the best pizza in London? Obviously, loads of great pizzerias. <laughs> yeah, I know and, what this and is. And he said, and I, I genuinely didn't see this coming. He said Pizza Express. 
I mean, um, his reason was he orders the same thing every time. So a Romana base, American hot with extra cheese, extra chili. He said, I've, ha- I've been having it for 20 years. It's the same every single time. And I'm happy with that. Yeah, it just sounds like boring. 20 years of that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Come on. How often, is, how often, if we had to guess, is he going there then? I don't know. Maybe when his kids were younger yeah, and stuff. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the Pizza Express is one of those things, it's it's fine. Mm. With I go with the kids to get some colour in yeah. stuff, and it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's it. But, yeah, I was quite surprised about that. You never have, like, a, oh, God, that piece is terrible. You yeah. never have a bad one, but yeah, you never have a great one. It's just consistent mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is surprising. I mean, maybe it's surprising, maybe it's not, but it just sounds... sounds Controversial, even coming from Marcus's mouth, because you yeah. know how. And he could have been. He could have said, "Oh, there's this independent place yeah. in blah blah blah, and they do the most authentic pizza you'll ever have." He could have said that. But. Yeah, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't see him going for one. You know, real funky hipstery kind of no. place, but it does a good pizza. But something that's solid. Yeah, just a good solid wood yeah. pizza sourdough base or something like that. Then, yeah. But no, that was a surprise. It was massively surprising. But I guess yeah. I mean. Pizza, Fair enough. Pizza if that's what you like, it's Fair just a uh, yeah, a bit boring for me. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the the reality as well is because I guess this sorts of thing gets more publicity because of who he is. Is that people forget that chefs just have normal lives? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like when you talk about like how no one, none of my mates really want to cook for me or invite me around, mm. or they or if I go to a, you've said before when you go to someone's house for a barbecue, they almost apologise before you've eaten <laughs> yeah. a hot dog because they're like, oh, yeah. But you're just like, I literally don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I'm fucking fine. It's yeah, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think when people hear that, they're like, what? He ventures into the wild and goes to a commercial yeah. restaurant. Like they can't get their head around that. And I, I didn't even think about it. But like you said, he'd have had kids, and yeah. he'd have had the same thing as you. Like, oh, they can do some coloring. We'll just go there. Exactly. You forget that it's just not really normal. I guess it, it is. Like <laughs> you can't um, be just eating in bougie, cool places all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Even, you know, you're not rich enough for one as a chef. No, that's and true. And even like I suppose the rich people don't. You just Mm. no one's really doing that only the coolest newest funkiest place that yeah, yeah. no one's heard of and being that independent sure. like indie type person yeah maybe that's the because of the tiktok instagram influencer world that's how those accounts lead you to believe that their lives are like that every single well, day well that's it we only you only see a highlight you see five percent of their life so true you, you don't see, see them the have weetabix for breakfast leftover whatever for do you know what i mean no. you don't see that shit exactly yeah, exactly it's fascinating isn't it uh, cool. Um, I think we should do some top fives. One of my yes. favourite features that we've Let's, done this year. So uh, I set up all the challenge of doing his top five underrated ingredients. We had overrated a few weeks ago, which was great, which included gold leaf, obviously. Of course. Um, but I wanted to do underrated because I wanted you to champion, like, full of positivity, but champion stuff that we maybe either don't have enough or we don't appreciate as much as we should. Yeah, I, th- I think some of these things on the list, I think some chefs will be like, yeah. Um, obviously with some of them chefs will be like yeah yeah I totally agree but okay. even as chefs sometimes they get forgotten or or not disrespected a bit like you know a bit like um, I can't really think of the word but like just yeah that's just there that's always there you know it's just taken take, for take granted. granted yeah ah, taken okay. for granted because it never goes away it's yeah. just a staple and a lot of them they're, they're, they're things that everybody knows these things okay correct everybody knows there's nothing like funky new like mm. crazy but again taken for granted especially in the home like yeah, not okay. not used properly or like god i hate that it's disgusting but 
the reality it's is it's not really good. like it's really useful okay i've got this is good because i have absolutely no clue or guesses do you know what i mean like with, mm. i knew gold leaf would come up when we did the other one i knew i have absolutely no idea what you're gonna say yeah so i'm really intrigued by this one so a few honorable mentions go on really that just just didn't make the list no no massive reason why so salt like everybody knows how important salt is but people at home don't yeah and yeah. There, there's so many chefs out there that still just pinch it's like they'll make something and we spoke about it on i think it might have been the tommy banks podcast and yeah. like about using it properly and layers of salt like curing things pre-salting things and then mm -hmm. you know like seasoning the salad or something like that yeah and just layering flavors and using it properly and understanding it mm -hmm. so many people they'll just make something might cook it for three hours and then pinch of salt stir go <laughs> and yeah it kills me obviously this place is called salt so yeah, yeah, you know that's yeah. so so important that's and it gets a bit of a slag in as well for being unhealthy but you know we do need a certain amount of salt mm -hmm. not as much as i have but <laughs> <laughs> no that's a good point yeah but yeah it's, it's didn't make the list that but it's so like under it's it's used but underappreciated for what it can do. Yeah, I think people just don't really understand what it can do. Yeah, and I I probably don't to the extent you know I think I'm it's not even tooting my own horn but I'm, like, I'm probably better than most in terms of a home cook that knows that when to use salt yeah. at certain times. But there'll be loads of stuff tricks with it I don't do. Any yeah, use. but is one of my think going to like mates' houses for dinner? Like sometimes you're like oh it's just like the thing's been cooked really well. Yeah. Do you know, in terms of timing or texture or consistency of the thing they've made. Yeah. But the layer of flavour isn't isn't there. But, yeah. But you can't be critical. You're just going around to a mate's house. Can't I know, you? You, yeah. know. you know. You know. You know in your head. You, yeah, you yeah. You don't want to reach for the salt straight away. Like, wow. No, you want to taste like, it first. Yeah, exactly. But I grew up, salt was just something that was on the table and you added to your plate. That yeah. that was Before you've tasted yeah. it. Yeah. So people yeah. are better than they used to be. That, but... But it was it was never in the food. No, never. It was no. just you put it on you know, whatever food on top, yeah. a bit of pepper maybe yeah, yeah. before you tasted it. Yeah, so true. It, until so. I learned that it was like you have to like integrate it throughout the dish or the recipe throughout it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that That's that had one. to be some of thereabouts. Really um, another one is onion, right? Special mention. Wow. Again, it's. I think people just don't appreciate it enough. Mm. It's like the most versatile. It's the, the base of pretty much every fucking French dish. Everything, yeah. And well, any European dish, really. Eastern European, yeah. everything. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, it's that base that starts everything with yeah. the aromats, or with the garlic, or with mm -hmm. everything. Or you can just cook it on its own and have it as a vegetable. That's the thing that I think doesn't happen maybe enough. Yeah. Is people, you know, leaving it whole or that Roscoff style burnt onion. Exactly. It can be championed more. Because yeah. I, I think a home cook would, any home cook would realise that the thing they've done most in their kitchen is chop an onion. Yeah, yeah. That must be the most common thing but any home cook has it's ever It's just done. in the start of a stew or a curry Everything. or something. Yeah. But like, I've, I, Years ago, I remember doing it for family on like a roast dinner as just a roasted onion, and it's all ooh, bougie. <laughs> bougie. <laughs> onion. It's but, the cheapest thing on there. I know, yeah, but yeah. It, it can be the most beautiful. And then yeah. it's not just you know, it's not just your big Spanish brown onions. There's yeah. you know, the beautiful white ones. There's Roscoff. There's shallots. There's banana shallots. There's baby onions. There's chippos. There's everything. Yeah, amazing. and all different flavors. Red onions, pickle them, like fermented. Oh. So much you can do with them. Caramelize them. Oh, yeah. Man. 
just yeah that's a great like just, one again it's Matt you're talking being an ex- that should have been in your top five now <laughs> I, I am as well <laughs> it's it's good yeah I, th- I, th- I think it was and I took it I've messed around with this list quite a bit like over the past few days but it's, it's more about the people generally see it as just this base that gets forgotten in something but it's like it's an ingredient in its own right and you'd miss it's it if great. it wasn't in there exactly massively it would exactly. change the whole sort of the whole thing wouldn't it yeah yeah great one salt and onions and then another another one, fish sauce. Ooh, like, okay. it smells like arse, doesn't it? it, <laughs> it does you open that, it smells... Nobody's going, Oh, lovely. You what? would never taste a bit of that by itself, would you? You're not salivating when no. you smell that. But no. the importance of it in food and Asian food and, you know, introducing it into some of, you know, the, some Western food as well. Just as that That's umami good, I, I, thing, you wouldn't it, even know it's there. I've got it at home and I use it every time I make Massaman curry. Mm. Especially, that's like one of my favorite yeah. things. Hayley's not a massive Massaman fan, so that that is a classic sigh night in. Yeah, I'm making myself a Massaman, loads of fish sauce in there. I love it, but I I don't think I've ever used it in a Western dish. Yeah, so it's what like, sorts of things? Well, you you could very easily just we're talking a couple of tricks. Put it into even, you know, if you're say you've got some sort of casserole or something that's lacking Ooh. and it needs that oomph, you can add it to things like that as well. Add it to a salad dressing. Wow. Again, and you're just giving yeah. this rich, powerful, too much, you know it's there. You almost don't want, for things like that, you don't want to know it's there, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. adding that background of flavor, that umami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Really yeah. good. Have you ever made it? No, I've never made it. No. Except, I imagine it's complex as hell to try and make fish sauce. Yeah, and where you're making it's going to stink. Yeah, it? it's going to be awful. Yeah. yeah, we don't have the environment <laughs> for it here <laughs> no, to make no, it no. right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay, yeah. they're good. They're good. So into the top five. This was the one. Number five was the one I was flicking with onion and this one. Okay. Uh, cauliflower. Oh. Again, I grew up with it. It, it was one dimensional. You boiled yeah. it and fuck. Boiled I was it like, it's fuck. fucking horrible. Yeah. And it broccoli was pink. always better. Yeah. Yeah. And cauliflower is so much better than broccoli. It's like fucking so much more versatile, more tasty, so much more you can do with it. But people now at home, well, chefs do it more, but you know, some chefs still fuck it up a bit. Mm. But it's just so, so good. It can take on meaty flavors. You roast the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like I used to roast them whole, yeah. like back in um, at Mallory and in, in Suffolk. You'd take some of the leaves off and big pan of butter, just roll it around the butter and keep napping it. And then in the oven yeah. and then just baste it and baste it. So the outside was almost black. Yeah, I was going to say, because that must mean white. the outside is really compared to the middle. Like yeah, and the, the, the middle is like, is steamed in its own moisture, so you're not adding water to it. Okay. And then we'd just take like a florette out yeah. and you just have this blackened edge, soft middle and like full of flavor. Yeah, yeah. Like works with curry, caramelized purees, yeah. white purees but this is one of my pet hates like white puree has to be cooked and chilled in, in the fridge in like five minutes I really otherwise don't. it's just it goes grey and it stinks yeah, like yeah. your mum's boiled broccoli from yes. many yeah, many yeah. years ago yeah, um, like wafer thin slice quick cook mm-hmm. blend ice that's yeah. it and white and it's just got this beautiful pure flavour yeah and no um, need to raw in a salad cream and stuff with that like, like no need so many no. people on TV shows like MasterChef and stuff put loads of cream and milk you just dilute then, it to then puree it but you're taking away flavour there yeah exactly. it's got enough moisture in it to, to do its own so I would if I just wanted a plain one I'd wafer thin salt tiny bit of butter or you could use oil and then a pan with loads of surface area yeah so sweat it very quickly no colour tiniest splash of water yeah. just help with the steam cling yeah. film it up and it's about two three minutes and then straight in the blender 
blend it, and it should have Lovely. enough liquid in there. Yep. Pass it straight over a bowl that's on top of a bowl of ice. That's it. Yep. You don't need to be adding milk or whatever. No, no, if absolutely. I was doing like Indian influence stuff, I might just a little bit of coconut milk and bring it up in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for me, I'd never add double cream because you're adding a lot of fat to it and you take yeah. a lot of the flavor away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you just don't need it. That's no, beautiful. No, that's a really good one. I, weird memory, but like when I was younger, one of my favorite food-based shows was River Cottage. Mm. And it was just starting to get, you know, it was it was not the early series, but you know, it was, River Cottage was then a big place. It was an events venue. It was all these things. It, it was like a thriving series at the time of Hugh Fernie Wittenstall. And uh, it was during a series all about veg and he had a, a book that was all about vegetables because mm. even though he wasn't vegetarian, he was talking about how s- for sustainability, it's good not to eat meat every single day. Mm. And if you do get good meat, all the things we, yeah, we yeah. agree with. So he was really championing veg. And it came to this one segment when he was just like, the one thing I've always struggled with is cauliflowers, which is obviously a personal thing. So he had loads of the guys on site. He might have been hamming it up for TV, but all the guys on site then had to challenge themselves to make different cauliflower dishes and it blew my mind at the time because I saw it as my mum's overcooked Sunday veg whereas there was a puree there was like almost a couscous thing with loads of like Moroccan-y tagine flavour and loads of I was like fucking hell this looks amazing Mm. and I never thought of cauliflower in that way I remember that as a kid thinking oh it's not just no it's not one dimensional (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. exactly really good one yeah really good one that uh, number four, anchovies. Ooh, okay. Again, there's a love-hate thing with them. And I get, you know, in its entirety, when it's on a pizza, some people are like, Ooh. Yeah. you know, God, you've got a palate of a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I get that. That's fair enough. Yeah. I get, I fucking love it on a pizza. You know, the real juicy, salty, salty ones. Yeah. And yeah. even like, you know, I love the Spanish, the bocarones, the sort of pickled in oil ones. They're incredible, mm. but... Yep. Talking proper salty anchovies, yeah. big juicy ones. The people, again, don't understand the use they can be. You know, just mm. in the most beautiful pasta dishes, a lot of time you wouldn't know they were there. No. You, know, you can chop them up, you can throw them in your, your oil with your garlic, stir it down, and they almost melt into but, it. Yeah, I've seen, when you watch some cooking shows, like some of the, I don't know what they've done to them in advance, because obviously not all of them would, would they? But a lot of them look like the, they just Yeah, melt. the good ones, they do. They're just, they just, just melt, melt into yeah, it, or crazy. pestle in mortar. I did a book, we did the last uh, book shoot for pasta last week, and like, I did this kind of broccoli pesto. And like just anchovies at the start in there, and they've just gone through it. Oh. Anybody, it's like a natural uh, yeah fish stock. Exactly, basically. it's just giving so yeah. much umami and flavour. Yeah. But if you don't like anchovies, you would still like that. You're not yeah. you're not like oh anchovy. It's give like it's got so much in it. Like you can into a paste into some sort of like umami seasoning with all sorts of umami like ingredients like amazing the amount of yeah. use it's got like that or just in a Caesar salad or on top of pasta oh, lovely. Yeah. love them yeah. yeah and they're quite hard to get really really good ones over here when yeah. I was in when I was in Rome I had one of the starters I had it was just anchovies and oil on bread and they were the the biggest juiciest most amazing anchovies ever and I was I'm salivating now <laughs> thinking like genuinely yeah yeah they were incredible well. you can get them over here but they're not as readily available of course yeah I think um, it's probably underrated also because people probably don't realise when they go to certain restaurants how much they would have had them. Yeah, exactly. So they wouldn't have even known that they've eaten them and therefore yeah. don't appreciate them because they're a bit of a ghost ingredient in, mm. on the plate. Yeah. 
Um, but that's a really good one, clever one. That. Yeah. Do you think chefs uh, are chefs on the same page as you with that? I think a lot would be. Yeah, a lot would be, especially you know if you speak to Spanish or Italian chefs as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot of them would fundamental be fundamental there, though, isn't it? As a Mediterranean yeah. chef, I imagine. But it's not something you see in this country a lot of as a base mm. component ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But no, it's fantastic. I love this. This is great. Okay, number two. Number three. Three. Yeah. Is that only four. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It? We did cauliflower, oh, yeah, cauliflower and anchovy. Cauliflower and anchovies. Bloody hell. Okay. Uh, lemon juice. Ah, oh, I, th- yeah. I did think this might come up because you've brought this up on the podcast a few times before about putting it's, it in. It's so so important, like yeah. for seasoning. It's like it's nearly as important as salt. Uh-huh. Like wow. much more important than pepper is because yeah. obviously it's got different qualities. Overrated. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just like we have people don't. I mean, I'm speaking generally here. I know when people have lemons at home, they might be for you know their their gin and tonic or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not used in their cooking and just that little finisher. Even if it's even if you've made like a beautiful duck sauce or lamb sauce or something, just that tiny squeeze of lemon juice, and yeah. nobody should ever be like, "Oh, that's lemony." That's it. It was on a part. I can't remember who our guest was, but we were talking about gravies and stuff and sauces. And you said about putting lemon juice in these things, a bit like how you said about fish sauce earlier. About you don't want to know it's there, but yeah. it is there, and it does it's help making a difference. Yeah. And acidity is very important, and vinegars were nearly on this list as well. But lemon juice is the one, and you've got to use it right, so it's not lemony as mm-hmm. such. I mean, obviously, it's beautiful as a lemony ingredient anyway. But um, yeah, just just for finishing those little things, like I use it so much. Yeah, yeah. At home, I'll just dash it in little things, but you'd never know it's there. Oh, yeah, yeah not that sh- fucking jiff. Not that jiff. <laughs> Squeezy. It's got to be fresh. <laughs> Who was it? Someone gave a hack on that, didn't they? About Aaron Mullis. Aaron Mullis. Yeah, I've yeah, done it on TikTok. So it yeah. was in the the nipple end. <laughs> Of it, <laughs> for want of the actual name, is a corkscrew yeah, into it. it and then out, and then you can use it like it is a jiff bottle. Brilliant. Yeah, it was a great little Bloody tip. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah if you just want to squeeze and then rather than cutting it, yeah, yeah it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Also, a big fan of uh, you know when you're like doing, you're roasting a chicken, and you roast it, and then you put or on barbecues, and that charred charred limes and lemons. Oh yeah, the yeah. flavour that changes there, but it's so nice with barbecued food and that acidity. Yeah. But you've got the sweetness because it's been charred a bit. Mm. I love that. I, you know, and it looks great. It's yeah, di- it's dynamic looking. It's like yeah, it's, it is, and it's not. You know, again in this country, it's just been oh, you have it on a bit of fish. <laughs> Like lemon. Over the top. And then a lot yeah. of people don't even squeeze it. They just put it to one side and then get the vinegar out. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, you have some grilled fish and you have it with it. But again, everything. Like we did, we was just working on a recipe at Grassfed the other day for like these seaweed oil potatoes. So just pink for apple potatoes dressed in this beautiful wacomy seaweed oil. Mm. And I thought, it just needs a squeeze of lemon juice. You better don't, not too much. Mm. You can give it a squeeze and you just talk it up to another level. Wow. But you're not that's like, amazing. oh, that's lemon and seaweed. No, it's sure. It's seaweed, but yeah. it's there. That's brilliant. So Love important. That. Really good. Well, number two, this isn't more important than um, some of the others, but I think one of those things that's just underrated and underused, and it's like, it's using animal fat instead of oil. Oh, okay. Like, so... Yeah, I, again, never, in, in, I never do this. No, it's not something that you'd commonly have at home, really. And 
is something again we'll be doing a lot of it at grass fed we do a bit of it here but it's not just i'll oh, cook my roast potatoes and goose fat or whatever which is beautiful yeah it's you know for frying things and cooking things and trying to save fat from the animals that you're using or whether you're roasting something or saving that fat and using it instead of oil mm. like it's just got so much better flavor yeah yeah if you, and it lasts lasts ages as well in the fridge if you if you so, can render off some beef fat yeah it's got a high next time you're doing a steak cook that in it high burning pot or whatever they call it um yeah no. not as high as oil because no. that's why years ago chip shops you always used to go on fire uh, because they used to cook in fat. like beef fat uh, so there was all they've got a lower flash point basically than oil yeah yeah i'm sure it was like 80s time chip shops were always on fire weren't they They, yeah yeah. every london's burning episode was a chip (laughs) shop (laughs) end of an eastenders episode yeah yeah, classic yeah again simply we're not talking about you know cooking all your chips in it and having a vat of it just for like for finishing things it's like it's kind of been lost out of our society it's like you know, obviously, butter's making more of a resurgence, which is greater. But I'm talking more about not not from the milk, like the rendered fat. Yeah. So, like, um, again, you're, you're finishing stuff with it rather than you know when when butter went shit, it was onto like spreads in margin yeah, and different, yeah. um, then different oils and things and olive oil and olive you know, all oil, these. Yeah. You know, some of these things are great. Marge is terrible, obviously, <laughs> but you know, just a, a comeback for. Yeah. That's what we're on starting, yeah. Nice. Come back for animal fat. Fair play. I, I can't even think of many... Po- I can't picture it on the shelf in the supermarket. No, you wouldn't. And, and like, sometimes it's a bit shit. I bought some, I think, beef fat from a farmer's um, shop or a farm shop about a year or so ago, and it stunk. It was awful. Really? I don't know what they've done to it. It wasn't, like, off or anything. It was just badly done. Yeah. So, like, you know, even if you just, you know, from your butcher got, like, a kilo of beef minced fat mm. and just rendered it down and then just passed it off and you've got it in your fridge and just use that next time you cook a steak or even if you just you don't have to use loads of it yeah. on say your roast potatoes you don't want to waste it all no sure you know drain your roast potatoes off you do them normally just melt down a bit of the fat and just brush it brush over them, them and yeah. season it and it's just going to take it up a level uh, this, I've seen Christmas you know it's swimming in goose fat yeah it's like a it's become two a, centimetre like swimming pool for these roast potatoes and it comes expensive <laughs> yeah doesn't it's it? ridiculous but yeah, yeah, if you want, you want to get the same flavour, just brush it over, yeah, brush it over nice. at the end, That's or great. cook your sausages in it, or sauté your veg in a bit of it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's really good. That's a really good one for number two because I would have never even thought about it. Yeah, so that's a very good one, like that. And then number one, number one, here we go. Wow, marmite. Wow, oh, yeah, marmite just, number one. Yeah, it's just fucking amazing wow. and so disrespected. Yeah, yeah, like I know there's the whole love it, hate it, yeah. but people who hate it don't even know they like it when it's in so many different recipes yeah, yeah. and especially like like here even you know obviously I'll, I'll put it in the end of a bolognese oh yeah or right. put it in the end of any kind of ragu or braise or yeah. put it in so many different things just mix it into butter and brush your fish with it oh mate yeah. and like we started doing that at sat so you'd mix it i can't remember what recipe i think it was like 30 percent marmite 70 percent butter or something like that and would just brush scallops with it yeah. and they'd be like oh these scallops are amazing all that turbot yeah, was amazing and they come back, yeah, Mar- i don't like marmite <laughs> fucking because you're not get, getting a thick bit on your toast but interestingly so marmite is the brand 
Yeah, but that's right. the only one. But is it, it the only Is it? And what, yeah. what, what do we call what's in Marmite? Yeast extract. Is that, is that all it's, it's technically It's not as marketable, is no, it? No, it's not. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> no, it sounds a bit thrushy, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something you'd need to see a doctor for. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's fascinating that they captured that market so much that we would all just say So Marmite. much. I know there's Vegemite in yeah. Australia. Australia yeah. I've tasted it. Obviously, I'm used to Marmite, and Marmite is far superior. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The Australians will say the other way. <laughs> but I remember once, I can't remember who it was, it was years ago. I think we were on holiday somewhere. Somebody bought some own brand stuff. And I'm not like snobby about stuff like that, but I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it tastes like shit. It was really? horrible. So Marmite's got it covered. Yeah, yeah. Like, just don't. Don't need to They're do it. They're a good thing. And chefs <laughs> sometimes making their own, I've seen, and like, just get Marmite. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to make your own yeast extract. It's not going to be mm. Marmite. It's the same as like, like Google, right? Bing came about. It's like Google's got it covered. Just yeah. forget it. Yeah, like yeah. it's everyone, the saying is Google it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? But so like Marmite true. is Marmite. Don't, you don't need to try and yeah. just do something else. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. yeah. Are you a big Marmite and Toast guy? Oh, yeah. I spread it thick so it burns the yeah. roof of my mouth. Really? Like, oh, God. Butter and, first? Yeah, loads. Yeah. Loads yeah. of butter. Yeah. And loads of Marmite. And then I lick this Marmite spoon yeah, or yeah, no. knife that I've spread it on. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. Do you like it? It's great. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have it very much. No, really I don't, don't have it loads. Yeah. Uh, I quite like sweet stuff on toast, so I generally choose ah, other things. I'm but more I've, I've, definitely done, I've definitely sort of whacked a bit in the end of a sauce or in the end of a bolognese. Yeah. Or yeah, for sure. Finisher. It, and it feels like a cheat code. Yeah. Do you it know is. what I mean? Because well, it's, it's umami. And again, Boom, maybe, finisher. maybe it feels like a cheat code because it's already been made and it's branded, so it's a thing. Do you know yeah, what I mean? maybe. Well, yeah. You know, I've not yeah. made it. I've just marmite. I think that's why I saw, I saw some chefs like, oh, I'm going to make Turn our own marmite. And yeah. like, just. Just get Marmite. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shame in using Marmite. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're buying all your sauces done or something. It's Marmite. It is funny though, because I, I think there would be some people, say you're cooking on the pass at Salt and someone sees you with a Marmite jar and the brand in their record. What the f- what? They would, <laughs> I think they would. I think there would be people think, that would Yeah, they like would be that. thrown, like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but like if you stood there with Heinz ketchup or something. Do you know what I mean? It'd be yeah. the same sort of like feeling of, hang on, don't they, shouldn't they be making this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. But have you had the XO one? No. Oh, it's so good. Is it's it? like aged longer. Yeah, yeah. And like you put it in your cupboard and it's so much thicker. Like you'll scoop a bit out and then you screw it, put it back. Within a few you know, a few minutes, normal marmite will just level out. Yeah. The next day, this will still have a divot in it, like from the spoon. Ooh, it's so wow. thick. It does it. It's much more viscous. Speaking about that, I can't remember if we talked about this on Hacks, but um, you realised that there's a thing with the jar. Yeah. About this. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. We did yeah. Early days of the Was pod. It? Yeah. Yeah, there's so for those the who don't flat know, sides. Yeah, yeah. There's a flat side on each on each side of the marmite jar, so that you can store it at a tilt. Yeah, and then you can actually get your knife in, so it collects to the side. Yeah, because it is Super. a bit of a nightmare. To that spread. was one of those things nobody knew that no. they were there. No, yeah, it's brilliant. But it is a nightmare with a knife getting it all out. I because Haley loves it more than me, and I, often she'll do the thing of having if she wants two slices of toast in the morning mm. she'll have one with marmite and butter and one with like jam and peanut but she wants like uh, a dessert well I, I do that but the sweetest I will ever go with toast is Branston pickle really small wow. chunk that's small not chunk. sweet yeah that's the sweetest wow that's incredible <laughs> small chunk not big chunk yeah, yeah, yeah. always yeah, yeah that nice. on toast with loads of butter is amazing so I'd have the marmite then that that's my dessert nice fair <laughs> enough yeah but I always end up doing basically dots of the marmite ah uh, right and she likes it quite thin she wants a subtle... Oh, right, okay. And a, yeah, a few people like that, I think. They don't want loads of Marmite, whereas you spread it like so you can't see the bread. Yeah, that XO, if you go really thick, it does generally like take a layer of skin off the top of your mouth. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Wow, this is great. This might be one of my favorite top fives we've ever done. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, it's wow. like it's it's genuinely insightful at the same time. It yeah, makes us appreciate the things. Ah, even cool. the honourable mentions. I mean, they're all they could all be in there. Yeah, and with our, where I went at it with this was not just I was trying to think of an underrated ingredients in the sense of like people don't know. Mm. I thought, that's a bit too obscure. It's like I wanted to take it from things that people take for granted yeah, yeah. or don't know how good they are and it's just it's just an onion yeah absolutely yeah. well if anyone's you know off the back of what Paul said about these ingredients if you are using them correctly or not or you've got any suggestions of, of what you do message message them to us we'll read them out next week on the podcast at uh, Nightcap yeah the pod. absolutely so what was the top five it was so cauliflower yeah anchovies mm-hmm. lemon juice animal fat instead of oil mm-hmm. and uh, marmite is there a dish you could do with all five of those in the same dish? Oh, that'd be strong. Um, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already thinking now. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I was based around cauliflower. If you caramelised it and then you made some sort of, I don't know, anchovy dressing using the lemon fat. Maybe you could cook it in some beef fat. Yeah, and then marmite spread on the plate. It's going to be rich as fuck. Yeah, it would be rich as fuck. But I'm eating it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a cha- that's a challenge. Uh, <laughs> awesome, that was great. One of my favourites, genuinely. What have you What have you got for me next week? Uh, so next week, I've got from Kill Killian Zietzman. Sorry if I've mispronounced that. So he put top five kitchen equipment, and I thought I'd want it from your perspective rather than Ooh, mine. Okay. Like what your favourite. Like equipment, gadget, utensils, the most important things for you, okay. whatever you use in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Electrical utensil, anything like. That's good. That'll probably... Because uh... it'll be different to mine, I Yeah, imagine. definitely. Yeah. But it'll probably sort of like uncover a, a crutch. Do you know what I mean? Could like, do, do, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I always go to this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, could do. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. So that's good. Equipment or gadget or... Yeah, equipment, gadget, utensil. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Any I'll, any tool, let's tool, say, yeah. yeah. Anything you can use in the kitchen. Right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm well in for that. Well cool. in for that one. That'll be good. Lovely. Um, what else we've got? Uh, lastly, all thanks to uh, wanted to shout out these guys. Um, a sandwich shop in Bristol. They got in contact after Top Five Sandwiches that we talked oh, about. Oh, did they? Yeah. They're a sandwich shop now. Obviously, we've not eaten there, so we can't really vouch for that. But they've I've seen they've got loads of coverage on social media because they do the classic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, where you cut things in half and split them open. And, yeah, but the big uh, reveal. Yeah, big reveal. But I mean, I've, loads of people are posting about these guys and these sandwiches look fucking immense. Look, check these out, these what? bad boys out. Oh, they're, not, they're fucking packed, are they? Look they're... at the size of them. What's it called? I'm going to get it's that called on Instagram. It's called Sandwich Sandwich. Sandwich Sandwich. Sandwich Sandwich. Absolutely massive. Um, and they, yeah, breakfast, lunch, yeah. sweet ones, savoury ones. They so look that's incredible. It's Bristol, you say? Yeah, in Bristol. Sandwich Bristol at Sham- Sandwich Bristol. They are on Instagram. Oh, they look. Good. I mean, obviously, like we can't um, vouch for them. Yeah, because we've not tasted them, but they look insane. And loads of people have been posted about them, and they reached out um, uh, when we talked about sandwiches a couple of weeks ago. So I thought I'd give them a nod. Yeah, oh, they've done stuff with Get Baked. Yeah, have you ah, seen Get Baked? Yeah, I was speaking recently. Might do a collab with him. Oh, cool. Um, but have you seen his Bruce? No, the Bruce. Let me show you the Bruce. I yeah. showed Marie last night. I'll get the Bruce up. Um, oh, well that yeah. If they're affiliated, then I'm sure there must be something too. Yeah, I think they've collabed on here. So this is the Bruce. Oh my word! Um, it's like uh, what? A oh wait, he got Jamie Oliver to. This would be the one. Not when it's you like cut what, when you ten, cut through. Ten twelve layers. 10, 12 Look layer at that ganache, ganache, sponge, oh, ganache, sponge, sponge ganache, sponge. That oh, is beautiful, and the shine on that. I know. 
And he sells it by the slice. Wow. So you get... A slice will do about four portions. Oh, mate. That's Bruce Bogtrotter standard, that is. Bruce Bogtrotter. I wonder why that's, if that's why he called it Bruce. <laughs> I don't know, actually. It must be. I no, I, yeah, maybe. Bruce Bogtrotter and Matilda. Maybe, yeah. I think he listens to this. I'll have to Got see to if be. he gets in we, touch. We just, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'd never really thought about it. I didn't until I was just then. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Cool. 100%. Uh, nice one, guys. Uh, send us your questions, suggestions, reviews at the nightcap underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, and you can review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify now. And we will always read out your comments if you message us via those channels. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Brilliant. See you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.